up, what's up, what's up? We are back. It is the Sports Life Talk crew. I am your boy B. Jones. I'll be your tour guide for the next hour. We got my man KT is out with the family on vacation. He took PTO. Serge, did you approve that? You PTO? Um, no, this is too last minute for me to get PTO, man. So well, I did we, not approve. We're here with the fam. We got the lovely Miss Beckham hey, in the uh, building. Hey, hey. 13th floor. <laughs> we got a special guest. She's sitting over here rocking with the crew today. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit football. Well, you know what? It's going to be a boss B takeover. We're going to talk all football today. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Only LSU topics. Only LSU, 100%. Hey, did you, no. see, the, did you see the new facility? Oh yeah. Hey, they talk y'all mad jealous. Mad jealous? They mad jealous right now at the new facility. Oh, well, it's, it I was mean, $28 million, but, I mean, have y'all seen Bama's facility? I mean, America, listen, go look at Bama's facility. South Carolina University just spent $50 million. This is an arms race, but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where sports without talk is just, sports without, life without sports is just talk. We miss you, KT. It's just talk. Uh, check this out. Today, we are going to talk about our cover athlete Charlie Hustle himself, Mr. Pete Rose, episode 14. Here we go. What you got, Pam? So, I mean, uh, really, Kim. really? My bad, my bad. We, 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 we practiced this. Look, we're, we're missing you, Pam. We're missing you. Um, so, Charlie Hustle. He was nicknamed Charlie Hustle as a rookie. His record shows him to be the only player in Major League history to play more than 500 games at five different positions. First base... 939, second base 628, third base 634, left field 671, and right field 595. Wow, goodness. Rose holds the Major League Baseball record for the number of games played, 3,562, and hits 4,256. He was on the National League All-Star team 17 times between 1965 and, and 1985, and he was the oldest player from 1980 through 1986. He won the World Series with the Reds in 1980 and was named MVP. Released as a player from the Reds but continues to manage the team through the 1988 and 1989 season. Those are the great things he did on the diamond, but he is most notorious for his off-the-field drama. Known for known for being with a 225-page report witness testimony and volumes of evidence to support his findings, baseball commissioner. A. Bartlett Giamatti. Giamatti banned Pete Rose from the baseball for life for gambling with the stipulation. He may apply for reinstatement after mm -hmm. one year. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's I definitely didn't know some of those information. I didn't know playing all those different positions in that many games. Um, I mean, because well, you know, obviously, it wasn't around to watch back then. I mean, yeah, shoot, when he was done like playing, I was like three. So, um, all I know him for is obviously leading the major league in hits, hits. all time, and uh, the one highlight. I'll always remember is him running over a catcher. Yes. Like an yes. And obviously trying to get reinstated. Um, and I think there was like an interview that he did in like the mid 90s. I think it was with, you know, Jeremy Schapp or somebody like that where he denied ever betting on games. But then obviously later on it, it, it came, came out. out. He admitted it, it. Yeah, he admitted it eventually. You know, um, and to this day that, you know, he's still not in the Hall of Fame, which. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's other guys who have also cheated, actually, to try to take an actual advantage, uh, you know, uh, taking PEDs and steroids and stuff like that, um, and who have eventually, whether it's after two or three or four or five times, they've eventually made it to the Hall of Fame. He obviously didn't do anything, you know, while playing, like, to cheat you know, to get an advantage. However, obviously the integrity of the game, as far as when it comes to betting on your own team while you're playing, and then obviously even when he was coaching for that one season. So so, so that's uh, my that's actually what's going to be my kickoff question for the cast here today. So we, we've seen a lot of players get back, uh, blackballed. I, I didn't know that Tyreek Evans, who plays for the Sacramento Kings, or at least he was rookie of the year for the Sacramento Kings. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what roster he's on right now, but he he's actually blackballed till 2021. Uh, 
oh, he's been banished. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, yeah. interesting yeah. fact, was I was looking. Pac- he was on the Pacers. I, yeah, I was looking at all of the number 14s in history trying to decide who I wanted to cover, cover athlete to be. Willie Mays actually was cover athlete. So I started doing some, some research. We all know Willie Mays, right? Yeah. Uh, he's more notorious for wearing number 24. That's why I didn't go with right, him. For right, anybody right. out there who wondered how, how we chose Charlie Hustle over Willie Mays, Willie Mays was more notorious for 24. But Willie Mays was actually banished for going to work at a casino. During that time, you know, they were so conservative, he wouldn't yeah. work at a casino. And they the, the Major League Baseball said, hey, we ain't having none of that. They banished him. Later, reinstated him mm-hmm. back to the, to the game. So my question to y'all... Should Charlie Hustle be reinstated? I'm assuming from your little conversation uh, uh, pitch, um, you think he should be. Um, I, I do. I think after now it's basically been 30 years. I don't see why not. Um, I just feel like if you're, you know, because I just feel like down, at some point Mark McGuire is going to make it. At some point Barry Bonds is going to make it. At some point, see, I don't Sammy know, Sosa, man. I, 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 I mean, think they should. I, I think. I think within the next 15 to 20 years, those guys will get mm. in, you know. Um, and so uh, I just think that at the end of the day, you know, I just don't see anybody that's going to ever break his record of most hits ever because, uh, you know, you have I to don't stay healthy. Um, even though, yeah, like maybe home runs is probably something that probably somebody can break. But when it comes to hits, because there's way more strikeouts than it ever has been. Well, that's the thing know, because so. now the, the game is, first off, baseball, just like basketball and other sports, has, has evolved into an analytical game, right? right? So ever since, what was that, money ball? Every baseball organization wants to look at the money ball, the points and the scores and whips and all of this stuff. So when you look at the current state, it's either a home run or not. We're bragging on 500 feet home runs. We talked when Coach came here about how they juicing the balls. It's all about getting the ball to go over the gate because that's what an average fan right. would want to watch to come ladies, to a game. Well, I, I want to see the, the I want to see the big home run. So mm-hmm. I think the reason you're correct is because there's no more, you know, people hitting for singles. You got Altuve, who Altuve is your height. I mean, he's probably five, five, yeah, five, yeah. six, little short guy. He's crushing. I saw him hit a grand slam at that game against the Rangers not too long ago. He's hit like three home runs in this week alone. Yeah. The little guy smashing over Dustin Pedroia, home mm-hmm. run guy. I mean, so I'm with you. I don't think anybody's going to be able to accomplish 4,200 hits like like Charlie Hustle did. So no, no. what you think? I mean, I, I think they should, yeah, put him in Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, you know, going going to another situation, what would you do? I think this this could be a relationship type question. I know we don't have a love doctor here, but <laughs> if somebody violated you, right? Mm-hmm. And let's just say, let's take it up for more than just cheating because he cheated. But let's just say he did something like he cheated and he cheated with a family member mm-hmm. and emptied out your bank account, right? Mm-hmm. So let, yeah. at what point do you forgive him? And this was the greatest man ever. He cooked, he cleaned, he did everything right, but he made... <laughs> just a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to forgive you got to forgive. You got to forgive. Yeah, forgive. Well, that's going to be a theme of today's think, show. We got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. One of the main reasons we're, we're all here, uh, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to forget, of course, but because forgetting means you're never going to use that instance to learn something out of life, mm-hmm. you know, when you experience something even similar. But forgiving is one of the main reasons that I feel like we're all here is so that we can still move on, uh, but still take something from it and apply it to our own life and hopefully, you know, pass it down to others so they don't maybe end up getting, um, you know, played or, uh, you know, get abused and abused and things like that. So, yeah, you know, that's just my personal i tell you what, man, do you know that uh, it, it was taught to me that forgiveness is really not for the other person. Me forgiving yeah. you is not for you. No. It's forgiveness for is really for yourself. It and is. by baseball forgiving Pete Rose I think they would be reintroducing a big piece of history, the good and the bad and the ugly, Mm -hmm. to the young fans that may be more captivated by learning what what was going on in the 80s. Because like you said, you weren't even here. I was a a little kid. I admired Pete Rose. I mean, for what he was – that slide, I mean, when he hit the catch, we were like, oh, you know, we thought that was was big stuff. So quickly, the, the weekly trivia question. 
It's a it's a it's an easy one, but it's actually a pretty tough one. Surprisingly, Pete Rose was not the only player banished from the MLB. How many players or associates of the MLB have been have been banished from the game they love? First person to get that answer on our Facebook will win a Sports Life Talk T-shirt. All right, so I told y'all we're gonna talk some heavy football. Let's kick it off with <laughs> with tackling life. And Antonio Brown arrived at the Raiders camp in a hot air balloon. Insane. <laughs> you know, in um, defense, in defense, uh, I know you don't know this guy, but you know him very well. It's, it's this guy named Reggie Wayne. And Reggie Wayne, over his last, like, six seasons, every year he would do – he pulled up in a, on a bicycle one year. He pulled up in, like, a monster truck or a diesel truck one year. He, he Every year Reggie Wayne would come to camp and the craziest stuff, just, just as a gag, just as kind of like a, a, as a kick. So Antonio Brown said, I'm up one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say that – I don't think that he planned on doing that until he saw that what Jalen Ramsey did. I feel like he was like, oh, that's actually kind of a, he's like, I'm like, what did Ramsey do? Because yeah, I, I heard about it, but a, I didn't see it. Like a, what is it, like a Brinks truck kind of thing, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you heard what he said, though? What? He said, uh, he said um, my coverage is so good that they ought to give me my own cell phone company. <laughs> <laughs> and what? He said, I locked somebody, down receivers like, so much, man. wireless or somebody's going to sign him up and use yeah, it. You're not lying. Uh, that was a from marketing. Hey, that was there. brilliant, wasn't it? No, for sure. So I think. It's, you know, now who, who's going to be next? What, they end up paying Zeke and he's going to come in? Well, let's talk about that. So notable Jerry's camp holdouts, that's been the theme of this week. It's been less about who's showing up, but more about who's not showing up. So we got three big names. I want you to give me uh yes, he should, or, or I want you to either say he should play, go play ball, shut up and go play ball, or pay the man. All right? So I'll go through the list. Michael Thomas. <laughs> the, engineer said, the engineer said pay the man. So pay the man or, or shut up and go play ball. Pay the man, 100%. Pay the man number one receiver money. I mean, not only number one receiver, uh, you know, best receiver in the league money. Absolutely. Uh, Michael uh, Thomas has been in the league for three years. So the first fact that you got to understand is he was a second-round draft pick. So if, you're not, if you don't follow the way these contracts work, a second-round draft pick does not get the fifth-year option by the team that's huge in this situation because that means that effectively he is on the last year of his contract first off his rookie season I think he caught 90 balls his second season which everybody typically goes to a sophomore slump Michael Thomas took it to the next level with since they traded Brandon Cooks away he went up to 104 catches this last season midway through the season he was on pace to break the record for most receptions and he he caught uh, I want to say it was 122 124 some odd balls which still is is iconic so we're looking at a a cat who in three years as a second rounder could possibly challenge Jerry Rice if he stays in in that offense and of course Drew Brees keeps producing the way he produces Michael Thomas could be on on track to do something historic I 100% pay the man all right Melvin Gordon shut up and play ball pay the man and I've never heard of Melvin Gordon well, he, that's then that's why you I should shut it. up and go play <laughs> ball. That's all you need to know. Um, not this year, but the previous year, I had him in my fantasy league, and he is a dual threat. Okay. And I feel like when you're a dual threat, uh, and he's been productive when he's on the field, he's productive. Um, and I feel like also that's what also helped Philip Rivers, you know, be able to have successful seasons because he. He's somebody that, um, you know, I don't think he's as good as Todd Gurley, but he's, in mm. my eyes, talent-wise, he's right up there. So, you know, so I feel like he he probably shouldn't be like a top three, four running back paid, but he should definitely, I mean, with the money that he's about to earn I mean, compared to what he's already produced and what I think he'll still end up producing, I just don't think, I think it's too low. Um, yeah, I, I think they should give him something, but he needs to shut up and go play ball. Um, he's only had 1,000-yard rushing season. His numbers are a little skewed because he Melvin Gordon's one of these type of backs who will rush for 800 yards but then catch for 500. So you really have to look at him as kind of like you say a, a dual threat or a, um, a, a you know a, a three-down back. 
per se. Yeah. But um, I I think Melvin Gordon don't he don't have the the yeah, clout right. because yeah. there's a kid behind Melvin. Actually, they got two running backs. I think Justin Jackson and Austin right. Eckler, right. who can almost they are not as good as Melvin Gordon. Don't get me wrong, but they can almost come in and give you eighty five to ninety percent. See, one of the things going back to where we were talking about franchise tagging. That's why I should think the band should be off running backs because running backs are interchangeable parts and teams hold this against running backs knowing that we can go out and oh well, you know what you don't want to play go sit out that you come up to, yep. and to the fact that Le'Veon Bell sat out a whole year shows you how how interchangeable running backs are you get me there's no way you let that type of talent sit on uh, sit out over some money especially we talking about billions of dollars in this industry and you quabbling over 15 million pay, pay that dude his money and get him, get yeah. him on the field they would have yeah. made the playoffs if they did alright so uh, Ezekiel Elliott you know he's what you think? Too, right? you, yeah. you know Zeke, right? I know Zeke. What was the question? Pay should, him? Should pay shut him. up and pay him. And he's got two should, years left on his team. Pay the man or shut up and play ball? I don't that's I don't know. That's a tough question for me. I don't know why I can't answer it. What is the <laughs> What did he say? See, he's, he said that he's getting in too much trouble. And that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I'm on the fence with, with Zeke. I too. feel like you're gonna give him more money just for him to get in more trouble. But I tell you what, Cowboy statistical wise, we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about the pro football <laughs> focus list. Sure. We're gonna to touch on the pro football focus list because I know you had some grievances with it. But Zeke is an anomaly because literally statistic wise, he should absolutely get his pay. He should get his money. My only issue with him is that it's two years left on his deal. Uh, and I believe that second year left on his deal is a team option, which, of course, Jerry Jones is going to exercise it. But I do think that he's brought a lot of problems to the to the to the to the locker room. And I think he's he's shining a negative light on himself instead of just doing instead of having an offseason where you lay low and go to Cancun or somewhere, ride some jet skis like other people have done. He's he's consistently made front pages. So do you really want to commit Ty Gurley type money or the, the type of money that he wants to to a guy who could literally be suspended for a whole year at any time. Well, that's because he's already been suspended for six games. Right. So his next infraction will be a but, year but he suspension. He shouldn't have been suspended. He shouldn't have been. Right. We discussed that in the past. In in hindsight, you are absolutely right. He he took a bad deal on that one. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have got more than two, in my opinion. Even if he was going to get suspended, because nothing was actually proven, then you still got six games. If you were going to suspend it, but I don't, I just don't see if you don't have nothing to prove that you should probably get zero. But if you're going to suspend, I don't think you should get more than two. Because um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's taken away from his livelihood. Which is also ended up affecting the team, which I'm okay with. Yeah, because I, I don't care about the Cowboys. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I personally like the Cowboys. I, huh? I personally do think that he needs to get paid. Uh, and my reasoning for him needing to get paid is because the three years that he's been in the league, he has shown that. If he's on the field, he's probably the best running back in football, at least with the numbers that he puts mm-hmm. up. And he affects the Cowboys actually winning games or losing games. Yeah. The games that he plays, they win when Dak, obviously, is the quarterback. When, they, when he doesn't play, Dak struggles, which is why I think he needs to get paid first and not Dak. I Who is that, that third running back? Who is the third running back? Because I remember we were talking about how Zeke has the most touches of any running back since – yeah, since uh, 19, like 60 or something like, like that. Campbell. It was Earl Campbell, Edron James, and for some odd reason, that third running back. Eric keep, Dickerson, man. Eric Dickerson. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. The only other three running backs that have had more touches than Ezekiel Elliott um, in three years of uh, history. Like, I, I mean, I also just believe that they should be able to work out an agreement or a contract where um, – you know, maybe he has to pay back some of that money if he does get suspended, um, or you know, you know, put some clauses in the contract where, hey, if you hit fifteen hundred yards in the season, if you play fourteen games or fifteen games, then you hit these bonuses so that maybe you don't pay him the full guaranteed money, um, you know, but he can get it if he meets these certain requirements. Okay, you I know, like that. Uh, but but uh, I just, because if you look at it, he rushing yards per game. 
game. Uh, most rushing yards, obviously, as a rookie. Uh, you know, all the things that he's done, especially when he's on the field, like he affects wins and losses. I know at any time that anybody that has him in uh, fantasy the last three years, I mean, I haven't had him, but I know you, you can pretty much bet your money that he's going to put up at least 15 points. Every I week. traded him away yeah. in one of my leagues. Well, I traded him for, uh, we, we have a dynasty league, and I traded Zeke away for Travis Kelsey in a first round draft pick. I mean, you can't. Yeah, really, I feel like it was a good deal because you know, I need so, I, I I needed bad help now, at tight end. With with him, I'm interested to see that they you know they started camp. Uh, well, they went to camp Thursday. They had official camp yesterday. He wasn't there, and obviously. You know, I'm interested in seeing, like, because the, the rumors were that he was going to go out of the country like he did when he was suspended six games. He went to Mexico or something. And he that, was would straight. Asinine. that would be crazy. You know, and there is the concert here at Frisco today at the Ford Center. And I'm interested to see, because I'll be there, and I'm interested to see if he's actually going to be right. there. Who are, who are performing tonight? I know Yellow Beezy, uh, right? Future, Juice World, Yellow Beezy, and a whole bunch of other random you going to be in the building? Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'm only going because I have all access passes. For Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I don't care about any of those people. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> Look at you, big time. But, right. no, but I'll, I'll be interested to see if he's there. The United because, one. Because somebody is going to, I mean, because if, if it's not a regular concert, I mean, it is affiliated with the Cowboys because it is at their right, practice facility. Right. So I'm interested to seeing if he is going to be there. And if he is, somebody going to have him on camera. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be on social media. Oh, he gonna sit down somewhere. You know, so it's like he doesn't attend. He doesn't attend training camp, but he does attend concert. And yeah, I wouldn't even show camp, up. Which I don't think is that big of a deal. Like, what is what is going to a concert have anything to do with now? Because his history at concerts. It's his history at the concert. Can he not drink and bump into some security guards today? <laughs> you know, that that'll that'll be the news. Like, I feel like people are gonna be just clamoring to try to take a video if he's doing something stupid. Because so right, you see him, TMZ is gonna be ready to. Pay up to get that. Video. Yeah. So if you see him doing something stupid, are you gonna have your phone out recording? No, because I've already been around him three times, seen him do something stupid, and I didn't record him. You oh, hung out with him, or you was just in the same building? Uh, twice he came to concerts that I've done, uh, and once uh, he was at an event that I was at, and all three times he was probably doing stuff that if it was on TMZ, everybody would. Right. Yeah, it would. Uh, yeah. That's I'm crazy. not going to go into any details. Cause <laughs> this is All right. Well, we go. We're going to give five more minutes for at the moment. I guess we're going to give five more minutes to some tackling life. I love it so much. So you had some grievance with a report that came out by or an article that came out from Pro Football Focus, which has the NFL's top ten running backs. All right. So when you first mentioned this, I did, I thought you were mentioning top ten players, and you said Zeke was eight. I was like, well, I can live with eight with Zeke oh, at eight because I'm looking like Drew. Brees more important than Zeke, and I, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. and you know I'm thinking like man, eight might be no, a little eight, too eight too uh, overall players. Yeah, I believe that. I thought that I was like man, I wouldn't even put him in the top twenty, but. Yeah. Now you go top eight running, a uh, top ten running backs. That's a different story. So yeah. I'm gonna quickly run through the uh, the list here. We got at number ten the James White for the New England Patriots. I can at that. number nine, Tariq Cohen from the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. At number eight. Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys. At number seven, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. Six, Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Browns. Five, Ty Gurley, Los Angeles Rams. Four, Melvin Gordon, Los Angeles Chargers, which we just talked about, Mr. Melvin. Uh, Number three, Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers. Number two, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. And the reason I'm wearing the black and gold today, number one, Alvin Kamara, the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. So, what's your what's your beef with this, man? Um, Alvin Kamara, I'm okay with. Okay. Saquon Barkley, I'm okay with. I actually think they should move him down a little bit. Uh, I don't think he should have been number two. I, I mean, uh, it's fine based off of the numbers that he put up in one year, though. In one year, but it, you know, we everybody in sports and media, whatever, they're all prisoners of the moment, and so they're going to base it off yes. of what happened last season. And that's right. Fair. He finished. They they put his 2018 overall finish was number two. Okay, right. so, I, I can live with it. Christian McCaffrey, you know, just like Barkley, dual threat, and Kamara, dual threat. Melvin Gordon, uh, I don't have a problem being in the top 
Yeah, see, Melvin Gordon is too high up for me. Todd Gurley, I'm okay with being number four or number five. But this is where, I mean, the next person has to be Zeke. I I don't see how Aaron Jones is no way better than That's where the disrespect came in. Uh, Aaron uh, Jones Kareem was Hunt didn't even finish playing last season. That's absolutely right. And so, uh, like you said, if you're basing it off of last year, you know Zeke played last year. Um, you know, so I, I just I just don't see how he's got to be in the top five. There's no way that he's not a top five running back. And he's actually the last two years actually improved his receiving game as well um, while he's playing. So uh, he's averages over a hundred and four five yards a game. Um, so there's just no way that he's not a top five running back, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I, you know, I keep so, it real like it is, and that, that's a, that's very disrespectful, in my opinion. The Aaron Jones was disrespectful. Um, th- this even is the deal, Kareem though. Hunt, I, I don't, I don't like if you go and ask general managers, would you rather have Zeke or Melvin Gordon? Uh, Absolutely. Well, let's even take it to this 30, last point. Two, Thirty-one out of thirty-two is going to tell you they go take. Are you going to play fantasy football this year? Mm-mm. You're not. You need to try. We're going. We're going to get a league going with just us. So you, okay. you you're going to play. Um, but yeah, you 100. <laughs> percent I think when you look at McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Gurley, maybe because of some injury talk, maybe he on outskirts. Those three are. Four. Uh, four. Uh, but you add in Zeke. Those four to me, you could have ranked them one through four anyway, been, no. and there yeah. was no grievance with no, this article. No. Kareem Hunt I do have issues with because also Kareem Hunt was in a different system. You get what I mean? So he was in a system that was putting up 40 points a game and I mean I know the average was ridiculous but we had, we know Patty Mahomes was producing 50 touchdowns. That changed up the dynamics of how defense can which allows a lot of running rooms. We're going to see more about and him. And you're up in games. So and you're yeah. up in games. So right. um, the one thing I can defend the author of this article on is he he based it off of analytics and numbers. And so he put down some things on here about uh, his averages and, and things of this nature per attempts. And uh, his I think it was more about his efficiency is what knocked him down. But once again, when you look at the offenses outside of this, the, the, the horrible New York Giants, New Orleans Saints got a, got a gangster offense. Carolina has a system that uses McCaffrey at a high, high usage. The Chargers is another high-octane top. Top five, top six offense. You get what I'm going with. The Rams yeah. are definitely a top four offense. And last year, Kareem Hunt, which we based his numbers, was in the Chiefs, which is probably the most efficient offense. To me, this is more telling sign of if it's going to be an efficiency rating, then it almost should be tandem with quarterback. You, you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Our offense ratings. I get it. That, and, and, and at that point, when you look at it from that perspective, yes, Ezekiel is ranked 8, 9, or 10 because there are times in which the Dallas Cowboys struggle to produce points and they struggle to move the ball. But that's because they had wide receiver issues. I wish that this would be the great way to ch- tell. Let's look at what Ezekiel did in weeks 8. Through team uh, through sixteen, once they got Amari Cooper on the team, what was the efficiency like with Ezekiel after that? That's what I'm curious about. Well, I also think that because defense is playing them to run, they're making Dak actually they're threatening Dak to actually throw the ball, to see mm-hmm. if he can throw it down the field because he's never proved that he can, uh, even when Dez was there. So, um, yeah, Amari Cooper made made a difference. So, uh, you know, we'll like to see if that translates into this season, especially if Zeke is not on the field. I bet he you Amari be. Cooper, Amari Cooper is going to get double teamed. Right. Last time so, the Dallas Cowboys did had a holdout from a running back, it was Emmitt Smith in nineteen. I want to say it was ninety three or it might have been ninety two. Yeah. Um, the cow, the Dallas Cowboys started that season zero and two. Week three, Emmitt Smith, who was the running back that held out, was paid. Dallas Cowboys go on to win that Super Bowl. So, long story short, <laughs> Zeke won't be up. Jerry Jones does not have a, a high proponent to let these guys, like, these, these so big-time players So, two things we talked about with him holding out, he needs to get paid, and why he should be top five. It says, my, and this is with him missing six games, okay? okay? He ranks in the last three years, which Gurley's played three years, Melvin Gordon's played three years. I think McCaffrey is about to be his third year, or he's in his He was year. drafted with Kamara. Okay, so Kamara as well, right? This is McCaffrey's third year. Okay, yeah. so and, and 
and James White also obviously on this list uh, was played before. But uh, it says here that he ranks first in rushing attempts mm-hmm. in those three years, even missing six games. <laughs> rushing yards, he leads all the players even with missing six games. Rushing yards after contact, he leads. And first down conversion. So think if he were to put up numbers for another six more games at least, uh, and who knows, if they if he plays those six games, maybe they make it to the playoff that okay. year. And that's more, you know, yards and stats that he could put up. So I just don't see how you don't pay him, A, and B, why he, there's no way that he can't be in the top five. All right, all right. And I hate actually admitting to that, but that's <laughs> the reality. Hey, um, we have a caller wanting to call in. What what do they need to do? Call they, they, called, they called in. They said it hung up. Well, while we getting the call, look ready to go. Um, so let's move into Baller's life. Let's talk a little bit of hoop, Serge. I know you. This is where you step up. This is your game. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna piggy uh, pitch some softball stuff at you. So the first thing I want to talk about is. Vegas odd makers have said the Clippers are officially favored to win the finals. I want to up the ante on you a little bit. Let's have some fun. I want you to tell me, not just next year, but who will win the next three NBA finals. The trifecta. Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do, hey, real talk. I know you're joking, but do you think the Mavericks have any chance of championship in the next I'll give you a five-year radius. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh, we got a call? We got a call coming in? Oh, welcome to Sports Life Talk. Well, life without talk is just, life without sports is just talk. <laughs> you on the air caller? Who we got? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey. <laughs> we got the head coach himself, the, KT. The, the PTO. <laughs> hey, man. Um... Last second PTO, man. We're going to have to write you. Uh, you're going to get written up when you come back. Let hear y'all. Say again. I said we're going to write you up when you get back, man, taking days off. Hey, man, it's a family thing. I'm at a family reunion, man. You can't be writing me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, where did you go? Yeah, where are you? I'm in Longview. Longview, Texas. Really? Longview. Longview. All right. Well, shout out, man. What what what'd you want to say, KT? Say it again. I said, what did you want to say? What did you want to call in and talk to us about? Oh, man, I just saw y'all representing this on the three of y'all, and, uh, you know, I want to make sure y'all going to be a part of the show whether I'm there or not, so. Aww. All right. Well, to my family. All right, man. Well, well, we love you back a little bit. You need to be preparing for Florida versus uh versus Miami anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I said we you need to be preparing for Florida versus Miami anyway. Hey KT, we got a good question for you. I want you to 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 chime in real quick. I just asked Serge what are going to be the next three NBA Finals champions. Who you got real quick? Which conference? Because I can barely hear you. He he can't he can't hear us. Can you hear me now, Kevin? Yeah, I hear you better now. All right, cool. So who are going to win the next three NBA champions chips? The next three, I would say it's going to be a team in California. All right. It's just I'm a LeBron stand. You know, I'm going to say that the Lakers are going to win one. Okay. I won't say they probably win two. And maybe would you, I just put the Clippers in there just for the heck of it. Okay, so Lakers, Clippers, and who's the third one? Yeah. No, he said Lakers twice. Okay, yeah. Lakers twice, Clippers one. All right, who you got, Serge? Oh, man, this is tough. This is a very tough so one. So tough. Um, I'm going to definitely give the Lakers one of the next three, uh, which I personally think it'll be this year. Well, y'all, I don't want to cut y'all off, but I can barely hear y'all, and I got to run here and take a shower. All right, man. We'll see you, you next think? week, man. See y'all when I get back, when I'll be back next week. All right, All right. cool. Sounds good. Um... I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give the Lakers one. Okay. I'm gonna give the Clippers one. All right. And I'm gonna give the Mavs one on the third. All right. All right. I feel I feel like I feel like even with the team that we have now, uh, we're definitely not ready. But I do think that uh, Luca is obviously gonna get better. Okay. Uh, and if Porzingis stays healthy, which is a key. All right. And we just need one other piece. And that that's what one I was other going to ask piece, you. 
can come in based off of how these two guys play together this year. And if that free agent or potential trade asset sees that, hey, I could be that missing piece, you know, coming here, whether it be a point guard or shooting guard, um, like a Bradley Beal would be like really nice to pair with Luca mm, and Porzingis. Yes. That's just one name to obviously just throw it out there. But uh, somebody of that caliber is going to be the guy that has to come in and, you know, because we're in the West and we're competing against all these other dynamic duos. Um, it's it's just going to be very difficult. So we have to have the right pieces around. And I, I don't think right now with uh, the likes of Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, Jalen Brunson and, yeah. you know, the, Dwight Powell and those guys, I just don't think we have enough firepower to compete. To take that step. With those guys. So, uh, But I like our chances, the way and the direction that we're headed in. And so – I'd give the Lakers this year. I'd give the uh, the Clippers the following year um, because I just feel like with the the way that the roster is set up for the Lakers, uh, LeBron's obviously going to be getting older. Not not saying that he's going to drop off as far as you know what he does on the court, but to sustain that continuously, it's going to be so difficult. And it's who are the pieces that are going to be around, um, you know, to keep them around because Kuzma's going to be coming up for a contract. You know, or they're going to use it right. to, as a trade bait, uh, you know, to get another star player in there. Then that'll all change. So I'm I'm basing it off of currently and what I think and expect other teams to be doing. Um, you know, it kind of sucks because nobody from the Eastern Conference is going to win anytime soon. Mm, well, I tell you what, I'm going, I'm going Lakers, Lakers, but then I'm going the Nets. Okay. I think I think the Nets are going to win you're year three. You going with the other KD? So so this is the deal though. I think the Nets are going to win, and I think they will not play the Lakers in the finals. I think they're going to play the Clippers in the finals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's my dilemma. That. Now I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets make that step in year two, and then we look at more like a Lakers Nets Clippers. That wouldn't surprise me either. But. The, the anomaly in this whole thing is the Rockets. I'm I don't know what yeah. has happened to me over the last, yeah, did you see the the Rockets? No, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know, but I'm starting to buy into the Rockets. I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know what's going on. But um did any of you guys see the press conference by Steve Ballmer to introduce Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah, Can we get a meme of that? <laughs> I didn't get to see it. You yeah, have to send it to you. Oh. So I mean, he was ah, oh, oh, I mean, he's like stand up. I mean, he threw a hype pep rally for these guys. And if you follow basketball, Paul George and Kawhi are the probably the two like emotionless, laid back. Yeah. back type players out there. And I mean, they just sit in their chairs like. <laughs> yeah, he's this guy is definitely probably the most enthusiastic. Like. The only other enthusiastic owner yeah. that I even know that it's in the NBA is Mark Cuban. I don't really see anybody else ever, whether it be on the sidelines or whatever, like getting, you know, hype and crunk, like, you know, because usually guys aren't sitting that close to the court. They're usually sitting up in the press box or suite or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he used to, before he bought the Clippers in 2013, he was the CEO of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he probably... Outside of Mark Cuban, again, probably has the most money, uh, so, you know, as an owner in the NBA. But his enthusiasm, as corny as it looks <laughs> and as funny as it yeah. looks, you, you know, if he was my owner, I mean, I'd love stuff like that, you know. Because so I tell you what. Like, just, I mean, you got, there's probably, like, so many different videos of him that people have collected and put together of, like, when he gets crazy. Like, this dude is, like, you know, he's got to be in his, like, 60s, like, doing those trampoline dunks, like, during the game, mm-hmm. you know, halftime or timeouts and stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's if all you, about it. If you it, look you know? at the opposite of where the Clippers came from, and this is, you have to really be following sports, Donald Sterling, anybody remember Donald Sterling? Yeah, Notorious for dropping the N word. Total ch- dynamic change mm, of, uh, okay. of leadership. So I, I actually like him. I like him. I like yeah. the energy he brings. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, he is an owner, and I can't wait to see what the Clippers going to do. Um, but my guy Brandon Tillman, who's watching us on Facebook, he says Celtics in Philadelphia. So you get Brandon Tillman. I wish you can call in at nine seven two five nine one eight two seven two. But um, speaking of Philadelphia, your guy Ben Simmons just got the max. Deal. 
Serge, what's your opinion? What does this mean for the Celtics? I mean, uh, for the uh, for the Sixers. Um, they're going to be in the luxury tax for many years to come. Yeah. <laughs> I personally, I, I I don't think. No, I, I think he's worth super max money. You uh, do? I do. I do. I think because he doesn't even have a jump shot, and he still is an all-star player. So in order for you to, in this day and age where it's all about threes and shooting and percentages and all that, um, the fact that he's able to affect the game because he can't, he's shoot, a, he, he can't shoot, but he's still an all-star already. We can't even shoot. When would you have been able to ever say that, that somebody cannot shoot and they're not a big man, they're a point guard or a wing player, but cannot shoot, but is still an all-star? Name me one other guy that you, you can remember. And honestly, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing the devil's advocate right? just for so, the Americans. Yeah. I, I like Ben Simmons. That guy so, came from LSU. So, so 16 and 8 or 16 and 9 that he averages, uh, and you got to give it to him on the other side of the ball because he can pretty much play defense on three or four positions. Right. Um, um, And I do think that, you know, he's only played two years in the league, and I think he's got so much room to grow. Um, And if you're going to tell me that all he needs is a jump shot and he doesn't really have any other true weakness in his game, um, you know, I I would – I can still see the foresight and say, like, hey, like, we want to see you work – on just your jump shots, which he does, but he just doesn't really use it in the games, and he does it, you know, I guess in practice and stuff like that. So um, I do believe that he's a max player, and I think he's going to prove over the next three to five years that he's worth every penny that they paid him. Uh, because there's other guys who probably got paid max money, and if you look at the overall talent, they're not as good as him. So that's the way. Like, think about it, like, who who would you rather have, Ben Simmons or Otto Porter? Ben Simmons. Okay, so and Otto Porter's making close to thirty million a year. He overpaid, right? So, it, it, so I have to base it off of other guys who are also getting that type of deal, and and why why shouldn't he get it? Um, but the fact that they're committed to four guys uh-huh. over one hundred and twenty to one hundred fifty million dollars between Horford and Bead. Tobias Harris and him, I mean, hey, they're going for it. And so I think in the next three to five years, you know, I I definitely do think the next two years, that third year, I believe Brooklyn will be there. But I think the next two years, I see Philly being in the finals, actually. Mm. They probably won't win. I got what you're saying. Okay. So you don't think they'll win the championship, but they'll be in the game. They'll be in the Uh, finals. My guy Brandon Tillman just said Giannis can't shoot either. And I agree with you, Brandon. It cost them a a ring, in my opinion. They moved Kawhi. They made adjustments in game three, shut down Giannis. Um, Now, that was a a team defensive effort, but Giannis don't like to take the ball to the left. You, You force him left. And, you know, the story is written itself. So um, just real quick here, the, the Clippers had this mantra now, black top versus big top. Should should they be pushing this propaganda out there? Should they? Because we know that this is clearly throwing shade at the crosstown rivals, the Los Angeles Lakers. They're calling Lakers a circus. You got Magic and Palenka going against each other. You got the Rambuses in the front office with, with Jeannie Buss. And so you got all of these theatrics going on. They call it the big top. L.A., Brian is Hollywood, Space Jam stars. On the other side, they call it Blacktop, which, Serge, you described it as that, that Patrick ball. Beverly. Street that, ball mentality. That, that Lou Williams, grind them up, street yep. ball mentality. So do you think that's wise to to create this, this type of T-shirt type of, uh, 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 what do you call it, a uh, locker room? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because I think it just makes the season more interesting to like, I mean, you, you can't tell me. I know everybody right now at this present moment is ready for football season to start, but Ooh, I'm ready. You know, football season <laughs> starts and a week later, if you were to start basketball season, I mean, I know I'd be happy. Um, and so it, it just with everything that's transpired over the offseason with all the moves, it's not just the Lakers and the Clippers, the Rockets, the Heat. I mean, you, the Sixers, I mean, you go down the line. There's just so many, and there's 
I would say when the season starts, it's going to be at least 18, but they realistically think that they have a chance to win the title if everything goes their way. So um, I think it is good. Um, and I think, you know, the Clippers are obviously the stepchild of the NBA. You know, they've one of the worst franchises ever. Uh, definitely haven't won anything, never been to the – they haven't even been to the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Yep. Um, and this is their 50th season being in the league. So um, And so they don't have anything to do with L.A besides you know have being the second team there so it's a psychological they, they, thing they, you know they don't even have their own arena they rent it from the lakers the staples center mm. you know so um you know they what did the, what did they say uh right uh taylor swift has more banners and staples about her than the clippers do so um because she comes and performs so many times and sets <laughs> world records of how fast uh, tickets sell out or whatever mm. and she has her own banners up there so um uh, but I think obviously this is a tie turning point. Uh, but if they don't win, it doesn't mean anything. So if they don't win a championship in the next three to five years when these guys are still in their prime, I don't really know when they're going to win because they gave up a lot of picks, so they don't really have a future uh, from that aspect. Yeah, the future's so gone. If they, they have to win, and all they need to do is win one. You know, it's just like Cleveland Cavaliers. They won one. Uh, just like the Mavs, we won one. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to win one, and that'll buy you 20 years of being okay, being mediocre, not great, being the lottery, you know, being almost there. And, you know, you can live with the up and down, but 50 years, that's a long time. And so potentially if these guys, you know, ride it out in the next two years, they don't win. Both guys are going to be free agents and, you know, do they look to move again? You know, because, right. um, you know, so they really have a really, a, you know, main two-year window, you know, and at, maybe at the most a five-year window to, to try to win. If they don't win, uh, you know, it'll be okay with me. But Well, uh, we're going to talk a lot more about basketball next week when, when we get the, the coach back. We'll talk a little bit more about how NBA free agency went haywire. So, I think we got some investigations going on about it, and yeah. and um, but we're gonna turn it over. Let's talk a little bit of life and social media. So, what you got for us today, Miss Beckham? <laughs> You've been waiting patiently. So, okay, so um, we all know that Odell did an interview with GQ, and okay. you know, of course, they point out a few things. And so, one of the things was how he claimed that he felt disrespected because of the. Um, the trade, you know, from the Giants to, to Cleveland because he felt like it wasn't mutual. Right. And then he also felt like, um, what did he say? The coach, like it was the coach's fault or that he knew. So what is y'all's take on how he was traded? Do you think that he, that it, his feeling is correct about being disrespected? <laughs> I, me personally, I think anytime you have an athlete that is at his prime, that is as good as Odell, and we've acknowledged that Odell is literally at that at that game. So they paid Odell the money, so I don't think Odell can feel disrespected. It's a business. At the end of the day, the direction that he was going is different from the direction that the organization was going. But with that being said, as an athlete, that's the way you kind of create a chip on your shoulder. You get what I'm saying? It's me against the world mentality. I feel disrespected, so now I got something to go out there and prove. Right. I think that was more so for Odell. I don't think that was a, a, a slap at the Giants, even though he said some other things that were more of a slap <laughs> towards the Giants and Eli Manning. I don't think that comment was an engineered um, to, to create a, that type of animosity. I think what it was was like, hey, I, I will say this. Odell was clearly unhappy in New York. Mm-hmm. And if you look back over the last couple of years, it was sort of a theatrical experience. You, you wonder, like... <laughs> Because he can't say he can't give the press or he can't give the media negative clippings on Eli Manning. That's your quarterback. But I don't think he really wanted Eli Manning to be the starting quarterback. So I, I no, think well, he's, he, not, he's not the only one. I, yeah, I'm not a Giants fan. I got a couple of I got I, you know my ball, uh, Brooke, the new you, which will be out there August the the what is the tenth? August the tenth will be out there at the back to school event. And um, but yeah, the the bottom line is is that. Giants fans weren't happy with it, but Giants fans also aren't happy with the the recent draft. I don't think Giants fans at all are excited about the uh, the direction of the organization. And if you look at having the type of back, which we just mentioned was ranked number two in the league, that's crazy. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of talent. So 
And I think that's, for me, that's one of the main reasons that I was, I get it at the end of the day as a business, but I was really shocked that they actually traded Odell because. I was you, shocked too. Because you have Saquon. Um, and I feel like now you have that threat, like if you were to even, you know, maybe not even in comparison, but you could compare it to, I mean, like Zeke and having uh, Amari Cooper come in and see how that change the dynamic of the team so right you know and so i feel like if you would have gave them at least another year if not two more years and preferably with obviously a better quarterback uh i think they could have made those strides and you could have really seen they blossom in the nfc east uh to be you know to be a better team and i think also um with odell uh, the other thing is uh, you know uh, football is a game where um where so many things have to go right in order for you to win Agreed. on Sundays, right? And so you can't j- – like he wasn't really the reason that they were winning or losing games. And because if you throw him the ball, you know, nine out of ten times he's going to catch it and he's going to do something with it. But because he's so good, he's getting double teamed, mm-hmm. which should open up for somebody else. But Eli Manning can't even get the ball to those other guys. And Eli Manning most of the time can't get the ball to those other guys because you don't even have an offensive line to protect him. Well, I tell so, you what. This will probably be the most I talk about the Giants this year unless they play in my team or something like that. Um, you mentioned something this morning. Who, who is Eli going to throw the ball to this year? With all the guys getting hurt. And I know. Corey Coleman, who is a, uh, a native son of the Dallas, Texas area, he just dropped out. Uh, he fell injury to an ACL. He's out for the season. Uh, reports came out on, I want to say, Monday that Sterling Shepard uh, hurt his thumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we don't know how long he's going to be. Now, thumb injury, let's just hype it. He might be ready for week one, week two. I don't know, yeah. but he's still playing damaged. Um, Until he gets re-injured on that thumb. And then now you dropped the bomb, the this Golden morning. Tate. This is suspended for four games. Suspended for four games. For uh, possible PDs or whatever, substance or something like that. So, well, you know, sometimes you ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what the downside of, you know, I mean, Odell, I think, you know, I think we had to be mindful that, you know, he was obviously still a little hurt because, who, you know, who who wants to rightfully leave? I mean, you're in New York City, you right. know, and you're in a big market. Um, you know, he's developed a relationship with, with the organization, the players there, the fans there. He has He's comfortable. And now he's got to move to Cleveland. Now, if, I'm talking about from a non-football aspect. I mean, move from New York to Cleveland is a pretty drastic move. Now, Football-wise, of course, he's happy because he's going to get to play with his brother, Jarvis Landry. He goes to play with a better quarterback, Baker Mayfield, uh, and a better overall team, and a team that's headed in the right direction And in the next three to five years could very well be a Super Bowl hey. contender, if not already a contender. Hey, your, so, boo, your boo is acting a, a, a nut. At camp so far, no, he's, he's, balling. he's balling. Hey, you can tell he's thirteen. Like, is back, shredded. He's he's super fit. You could tell that like he doesn't really look like he has any you know aches and pains and anything like that. And I think he's been concentrating all through the offseason because I think now, like you said, chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. And he, I think this year, I mean, he's definitely going to be on my top watch list of guys to draft in my fantasy league. Hey, he's going to mess Absolutely. around and be a two-time Madden cover athlete. Mm-hmm. That boy's balling. Yeah, hey, he, see, he got the better environment that he wanted to, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can't really, you know, and I think, uh, you know, and I think the organization probably wasn't upfront with him about, hey, we're I thinking think that's about what training. it was. I think that's yep. the bottom line come on like man to man just like you you were willing to come talk to me about my contract like why can't you come talk to me when you know you want to trade me like okay that's fine like trade me i'll, I'll be okay with it but be upfront about it not go ahead and make the deal and then let me know hey we're uh probably gonna go ahead and move you like what like right right now he has to start the process of like okay i gotta move i gotta go find a house i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta right. close up shop over here with whatever and start packing and all that too so and i don't know what kind family affiliations and things like that he has around him to wear a support team or whatever that he has to get all those people with him to move to Cleveland and things like that too you know so um, uh, but and so that's a 
you know, one aspect of the life aspect of sports that, you know, I know when we initially wanted to do this podcast is what we wanted to do. We don't really think about those other things. We just look at the sport. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. We like Odell. Like, oh, screw him. Trade him. Whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we got him in Cleveland. Like, but you don't think about all the other moving parts that he has to deal with uh, as a man, um, you know, and family and friends or whatever that he has to deal with. And uh, so. Hey, now, uh, I know I know you probably had another topic, but uh, you've kind of been uh, a little hot topic in my in my personal circles. Have I? I, I got some 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 gentlemen callers <laughs> <laughs> who are wanting to know what what your status is. So I, I, I need you to yeah. I need you to sound off on what's what's going on, because I mean, I know we know you waiting on Odell, but. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm no longer waiting for Odell, y'all. He has a girlfriend. He's currently date. Seems to be dating a uh, Lo, uh, Lola Woods. I think her name is. Mm, I'm about to look into that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So, so what's so, your status? <laughs> so we know what Odell. So we're gonna talk you. about this. Know what we're, gonna, doing. we're gonna um close on <laughs> this um champ stamp real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be the last uh, thing that I have sorry. for y'all. So. Kansas City Chief Superfan got a mural of Patrick Mahomes on his lower back with a champ stamp label and had Mahomes to sign it. If you lost a bet, what male athlete would you get a champ stamp of on you? Um, well, first, I wouldn't even make a bet if I lost that I would have to get a champ stamp. That's right. <laughs> uh, that is a crazy bet. How starters. much of a guarantee yeah. that it was, unless it was something that already happened, I'm not making that bet. Um, but push come to shove. What male athlete would you well, get a I'll stamp go ahead and take it. I'd probably, I'd probably get Peyton Manning. Just Ooh, Peyton. Would you I'm get a Peyton Manning fan. So would you get like a whole Peyton Manning man like this picture or would you just get like a number or his initials? Like what exactly would you get that See, represents the Whatever the smallest I can get. Okay. <laughs> I, I do that. Um, I'd probably just get an 18 like in blue so that it's, you know, if, if I got to go like a col- the horseshoe of the Colts or something like that. With That'd his be number dope. or something. That'd yeah. be dope yeah. with the 18 in it. Like 18 with the horseshoe around it. I'd probably do that. If I had to get one, I'm just going to be upfront with you. It would have to be one, somebody who's older than me. Okay. Somebody who I look up to and it would have to be somebody who can KT ain't here. So I can say it can, can whoop some ass. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be somebody who could put some hands on somebody. My bad. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm either going to go with Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson. Okay. Because uh, that, that, that champ stamp at least <laughs> let you know don't test me or something. Yeah. Maybe a boxing glove or something like that. Uh, but that's crazy. The super fan who did that, I actually thought the tattoo looked pretty good. No, it's yeah. a good tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have done it, though. Heck no. Yeah, that's a, no. That's actually a... That should have easily took two hours. And that's a yeah. whole back tat. Yeah. Like, it's, colored. <laughs> it's colored in. I mean, it looks like him, like, plastered onto his body. I mean, that, that could have easily took two hours, three hours, probably. Yeah. No. Um, so, all right. To any well, of my people out there, don't ever bet me <laughs> on. Uh, you know, if we lose, you got to get a chance to. And I don't. I don't really know too many friends that would do. I mean, unless they already got a lot of tattoos already, then maybe they would. But I don't all right, all right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll close it off with the yeet of the week. This is going to be a simple one. Um, got to throw it out. Throw a shout out to my boy Kevin. He actually found this gym. Um, a championship gymnast with Down syndrome wants to break the stereotype and become a a model. Uh, This young lady, Chelsea Werner, uh, has won four uh, Special Olympics gold medalists. She's won two world championships in gymnastics. She started doing gymnastics at the age of four years old, has never let her uh, her impediment hold her back or stop her. And uh, now she's breaking the mold once again and getting out front of the cameras and actually is a beautiful young lady. You can look at the picture of her. Oh, but okay. uh, yeah, she's yeah, now yeah, a she's Down that. Syndrome model. We'll post a picture up on our website. You can see it. But her just got to give a shout out to her for her determination her um just stick to itiveness that's that's courageous in every now that deserves an author ash award but instead you get a oh, yeah. yeet so surge man you 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 go ride five miles on the bike in this heat man or what you gonna do 
five miles. Maybe <laughs> you, two and a half. No, I I usually wait till like eight p.m. when it's pretty much close to Sunday, almost close to Sunday. You started riding the bike. Serge did a whole yeah, conference yeah, call I on did. the bike. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I I probably have done three already. Y'all just didn't notice, but really, yeah. How long you been riding your bike for? Uh, probably about a month now. Right. Yeah, just about a month. Did yeah. you did you get like one of those five hundred dollar bikes where you got to buy all the pieces individually? Uh, it was or? actually it is like a five hundred dollar bike, but it was actually my brother who owned it. And since he no longer is here, and you know, uh, he actually kept it in a garage for a while. Um, and so when he came back recently to visit, he was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about um, selling it." And I was like, "No, like give it to me. I'll use it." And mm-hmm. I haven't ridden a bike in so many years, but I knew I wanted to try to do some kind of physical activity. And so um, I try to definitely go minimum. I've been going at least three days a week. I'm trying to go closer to five, um, you know, starting eating better a little bit. Not not that much, but, I mean, it's already made an impact. Like, I've already lost, like, five and a half pounds. We may have so to start a segment with you. I didn't and realize that I did, but, you know, I, now I can notice it when I'm walking. I was like, I feel a little lighter just hmm. by myself. So We may have to start a segment when you and Pam call health is life because, uh, you know, she's intermittent fasting right now, mm-hmm. so she's doing it big. Well, um, so we'll talk, we'll close this out with a couple of events. We got the um, back school event at the new you in Frisco. We'll be out there probably from about two to five. Um, it's going to be a good time. We'll go live. You can interact with us, ask us questions, come on the show. Um, I know we have, you can hold that up. I know we got the... Um, the Youth Field Day, uh, Saturday, August the 24th. We'll be live out there as well. I don't think we'll be, I think we're going to be volunteering. I don't yes. know if we'll be speaking or doing an event. So yep. we'll do the show here that morning. We'll yeah, be live and then we'll go out there that afternoon. Uh, actually, we'll leave the show and head straight over there to be a participant in it. Um, I know a couple of games we're talking about going out to, right? We're going to go, we're going to see the Wings play. Um, so if you want to come sit with us. One, but, and then Big Three on August 17th. Big Three, August 17th. We plan on going out there Saturday. watching the game. So if you just want to come sit in the stands and chill with us, hey, hook so us up. Buy us look, a look drink. Us up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can get a lot of people to buy you some drink. By the way, quick note on Big 3, uh, August 17th, they moved the start time from 2 to 1. I saw that. They, they are having all six teams play. And... Uh, they, uh, I mean, six games will be played, so all twelve teams will be playing. Really? And during the event, they'll have Ti. That's right, the Ice Cube thing. That's right. And somebody else performing. The Ice Cube Showcase. So I'm working. I'm just, just, I, I dropped the secret to y'all later on about that. Uh, so that's what we're gonna be. Check us out next week. Call in. Remember, we got my guy Brandon Tillman. Sorry we couldn't get to you today. You've been, you've been a super fan and interacting. We really appreciate that. At nine seven two five nine one. 8272 but hit us up on social media this week interact with us we'll still be talking sports trash all week long kim take us home yes so shout out to everybody that wished me happy birthday i brought in my 30th when was um, this? celebration on wednesday yeah <laughs> on 24 7 so, all right um thank you for listening to another episode of sports life talk where life without sports is just talk follow and like us on facebook twitter and instagram we hope that you will join us next week and please tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Bye, y'all. Yeet! Peace. Hey, man, we still could have talked 60 minutes on football.